Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. This is episode 129. We made it all the way to 129. Maribel can't be with us this week, but she'll be back next week. Uh, but joining us today is a person who is a performing artist in the community, who's also currently a contracted artist for The Momentary and has a show coming up, which is one of the reasons why he's here to talk about that show. And just so we can kind of get to know a little bit about the more of the stuff that he's doing in the community, it's Blake Worthy. Thank you for joining us, Blake. Man, it's good to be here. 129 episodes. That's a feat. Yes, a man. Feat. And I know we've been trying. I think I reached out to you like, what, almost a year ago? Yeah, something like that. And uh, I was talking to Patricia and she reminded me. She was like, hey, what happened with... I brought it up. I was like, what happened with, with uh, last time we tried to make it work? And, and uh, it was just maybe... Uh, fault in communication somewhere. Yeah. And, but I was like, let's make it happen, and you're yeah, here now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's good to be. I'm super excited to be here, man. Like, I don't know, life is crazy. Hey, hey, and you I, know? and I've, I think the first time I saw you was probably at like some march in Fayetteville. Uh, I forgot who you were with, but probably. I, I remember you were just cracking jokes. Uh, that's what I remember. Yeah. Doing that all the time. Yeah. And uh, but I didn't know much of you until I started seeing more on social media that you do a lot of, a lot of dance, a lot of performance. Mm-hmm. Um, where does your passion for that come from? Man, that's so funny. So I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, right? And in Memphis, you know, we're known for our kind of music, our kind of food, but lesser to a lesser degree, like, we also we have our own style of dance. And, like, I just grew up with a family of dancers. I've been dancing since I was little. Um, I ended up moving here around 2007. I graduated from Bentonville High School. Okay. So my senior year comes around, and I'm like, dang, like, what am I going to do? Mm. Then I was like, oh, I guess I go to school for dance performance. So I moved to Little Rock, uh, got my degree in dance performance. Uh, came back here for a little while, moved to Vancouver, British Columbia, came back here for a little while, then started traveling, trying to make my mark. It was, it's so funny because like right before the pandemic hit, I was about to go to Europe to dance. Mm. And then the pandemic hit, then boom, all those prospects dried up. But, you know, that has actually given me the opportunity to be a part of my community in a way that I haven't been, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, been uh, giving me a chance to understand who I am in the community as well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, it, it's... it's I, I'm doing my best to mine, you know what I'm saying, the whole pandemic and everything that's been going on around it since it, with it, as for some kind of silver lining. And I think that might be one of them. And so you're, you said that you're originally from Tennessee. How did you end up in Arkansas? Yeah, so uh, my dad, he got a job up here. He used to work for, like, AutoZone mm-hmm. uh, in Memphis. And then he got a job up here around 2007. And so that's how, that's how we just we took our uh, – my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, we all just, boom, moved up here then. And it's so funny. So I moved up here in my 10th grade year. Uh, so I did 10, 11, 12 here in Northwest Arkansas. And it's, it's been, it's so, it was such a culture shock that mm. I think I'm still like figuring it out, mm. you know, cause like, you know, Memphis is one of those cities that's, you know, it, it's mostly black. Yeah. And then coming up here, uh, to Northwest Arkansas. Moving to Bougie Benville. Man, I'm not going to lie to you. Like <laughs> I have never, I had, I didn't even know what a Mormon was until oh, yeah, I moved yeah. up here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, this is, this is different. Y'all on some other stuff up here. <laughs> but it's cool. It's, it's all right. We, we figuring it out. I uh, recently moved to Springdale, too. Springdale. Okay, so. You've been moving around. So you went to Benville and then you went to Fayetteville, too, right? Yeah, I lived in Fayetteville for like a, like two years. And now you're, now you're in Springdale. Now you're, I'm in Springdale. You're the best place in NWA. I kind of, look. Okay, so, <laughs> look. 
pardon me if I butcher it, Takariya Wanawato, like that's A. If yeah, you don't, if you don't know spot. what that is, if y'all listening and y'all know what that is, mm. y'all got to get in there, bro. Like, which, one did, which one did you go to? Because there's two of them on the same street. There's the one that's like a little, kind of like a shack, kind of. Yeah. That's the one you went to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, for sure. That one, also El Cuñado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blessing. Like, I'm like, look, y'all, I didn't even really know. I thought I knew what Mexican food was. <laughs> it's That's not even Mexican food, okay? Yeah. It's cuisine. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's, it's, it's <clears throat> every, like, you can't miss it at those spots. So if you ain't ever been, y'all should check them out for sure. Taqueria Guanajuato, I love that place. Uh, Taqueria Cuñado is the place where people used to go to when there was dances that would happen on Saturday night, like Mexican dances, because they'd be ending like at two in the morning. Oh, yeah. People go from the club at two in the morning to Taqueria Cuñado. People are there till like four. I've been there till like four o'clock before. No way. So it's the spot. It's a spot like for the for Friday and Saturday. Okay. Like, heard writing that down. Writing mm-hmm. that down. But I love Taqueria Guanajuato. Um, my parents are actually from Guanajuato. Oh, wow. So uh, that place always hits. Like they, their food is always so good. It's and so their good. Their sauces are always so good, too. Bro, like. What do you get when you go there? All right, so... Um, Let you put you on the spot. Not if you don't put me on the spot. So, Ecumiello, they have this, like, pulled chicken in the style of pulled pork. Mm. Bro, I cried. I literally... <laughs> tears came out of my face the first time I had this. And, that's mm-hmm. the, and, that, and, like, I'm one of those people, like, once I figure it out, that's what I'm going to go back to. Like, I've been a... Ta- like, like, all I get from Taco Bell is, like, bean burritos. That's yeah. it. I've, that's my Taco Bell order for the past, like, 20 years. Like, yeah. straight up. So at Cunyalo, like that, um, those chicken tacos, busting. Mm. Then at Guanajuato, uh, the uh, first of all, the asada mm-hmm. hitting mm-hmm. every time. You're just like, bro, like with the lime and the mm-hmm. cebolla, boy, you gotta mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And then I think, I don't know what it was called. I want to say it's suadero or something like that. Mm. Suadero is kind of like, it's also like a pork taco. Okay. Little fried, bro. Okay. You're just like, okay, this is who I am. This is my and it's always, taco is my personality. It's always so cozy in there too. Yeah. Even no matter how cold it is outside, you go in there and it's just really like warm and fuzzy. Yeah, you really feel like you like you're not at your house, but you're clearly in a home. Yeah, yeah. That's like they're, what they're it's making like. your food with love. Like yeah. You feel, there's some places that you go to and like you can tell the food was not made with love. But then there's places like the Carrera Guanajuato where you feel mm-hmm. the love. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there's some really good spots. I, I think Springdale probably has the best Mexican food spots in all of Northwest, Ooh. if not all of Arkansas. Ooh, you see, you see, hey, that's all of Arkansas. Whoa. I, I say all of Arkansas. Whoa, there Whoa. might be some competition and maybe the Queen, maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe some in Little Rock. Okay. Uh, there's definitely competition in Fort Smith for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, but Springdale, man. Nice. They look. They. There's Mexican food at every corner. I swear. And, and, it, and you're just like, well. And now the, one of the foods that has become popular over the past few, few years is birria. Birria, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, you, like, uh, it's like, it's like uh, you dip it. Like, it's like there's like a sauce yeah. that goes with it. So there's different types of, you, you can either do the dipping. There's also uh, birria ramen. Which they sell. On what? Disney. Yeah, it's delicious. That's that's next level. That's... Check it out. They sell it at what's the place called? Um, might be Compadres. Maybe I think that's what it's called. They're on Dixon. It's like a little food truck on Dixon, and it'd be hitting at night. It was especially Bro. if you go like at eight or seven when it's kind of cold outside, and and you have it and it's super warm. There's like birria, and then they have like ramen noodles in there. Bro, delicious. That's like delicious. That food sounds like it's from the future. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like. Like, we've had noodles for forever. We've had birria for 
forever, but like they, we finally they put fused, it together. They fused, yeah. Three of them and and it's delicious. And I know a lot of people haven't heard about it, which is kind of weird because I just thought that like everybody had heard about it. Right. But birria um, has been popular like in my wife's family for years. Like they've they've always gone to go get birria in Fort Smith when they yeah. live in Fort Smith. But something happened within the past three or four years where mm-hmm. it just became viral. Yeah. And it became like a cool thing to go get birria. Yeah. And luckily, there's a lot of good spots here around here. Yeah, yeah. facts. There's a food truck, though, in, like, Centerton, too, mm. that they, 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 they all they do is birria. And I'm, that was okay. the first place I ever had it. Uh, it's, like, right across the street from, like, this, like, uh, from, like, a basketball court. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so, you know what I'm saying? I can you know, work on my game. Mm. Get some birria, mm. go back to the court. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a nice little nice little spot over there. The name of the spot eludes me, but it is all it's, it's good though. It's blessing. We're gonna check it out. So it's mm-hmm. probably it's because there's sometimes there's like one or two uh, food trucks over there in Center, so it's got to be one of them too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely gotta check it out. So shout out to to whoever that is since we don't know the name. And if you do know the name, let us know so we can so we can visit the place. Oh yeah, facts. Um, so. How does like what what does one do to get a degree in dance? Like that's how does a, it, how does that look like? Man, so that's such you a gotta good get your, question. Uh, you got to get your math your math credits for that, or like how does that? That's work? so yeah. So like I know that in some universities, like a uh, like a a degree in ballet is a degree of science. Okay. So you have to take things like physics. You have to take mm. things like trigonometry to get your ballet degree. Okay. That exists somewhere, uh, but for me, it was actually a lot of academic writing. Like, in a way, I mm. kind of felt like I was prepared to be a dance critic <clears throat> um, as opposed to, like, a dance performer. But, like, okay. w- though they, they definitely overlap heavily. Um, so you're going to get up. You're going to have your two dance classes in the morning. You're going to go to your regular classes. And then, like, towards the evening, uh, so afternoon, evening, you just when you're going to be in, like, rehearsals from anywhere between, uh, like, two to four hours. So you're okay. looking at, on average, dancing about... You know, I would say about, like, for me, it was probably about 20, 25, 26, 27 hours a week. Wow. Um, so, it, it, what's crazy, though, is that that sounds like a lot, but, like, in other, in other uh, programs, like, you're dancing 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week. Um, just because um, our, I think our program, it was so new. Um, and it was like very like academically rigorous, yeah. Um, like well, lots of writing, lots of reading that was kind of like the balance for mm. it. Um, but no, it was a really, really good time. I did lots of uh, lots of gram work, lots of Lamone, lots of Maggie Black Ballet for all y'all nerds out there who know <laughs> what I'm saying. I know you, you know, you get it. Mm. Um, but it was so funny, I didn't do contemporary dance until I graduated. Okay. So I graduated in May. Mm-hmm. That June was my first time ever doing contemporary dance. I went to a place called uh, Charlevoix, which is uh, north of Montreal. Okay. A place called Domaine Fouget. Um It was so cool. I ain't, never, I ain't never been out the country, let alone into a, pla- a part of Canada where they don't even really speak English like mm-hmm. that. But no, it, it set me on a path of where, like, okay, I realized, okay, this is, if I'm going to do dance, I'm, if I'm going to do, like, dance on stage, like, this is what I want to do. So, it's, you went to Canada for dancing. Yeah. How was Canada? Seems like a cool place to be. Well, oh, at least some places. Okay, so, I went, it was, it was interesting. Uh, so, I was, like I said, I was north of Montreal. This is June. Um, but So, it was, like, 
Like like the like it like I think the high it got to was like maybe seventy eight. Mm. It never got into the eighties. There wasn't a bunch of mosquitoes. It was like it that was, alone is enough for me to go to Canada. No facts. Yeah, I mean, but like you and it was like it was a good it was a good temperature. It got a little cold in the morning. That was the only thing. Mm. Like you wake up, it's like it's probably like fifty five degrees in the morning. But it quickly warms up and like stays that stays like between like like seventy like like sixty five seventy five for the rest of the day. Okay. And it was so cool. So like when you're that far north, kind of like I was also spending time in Vancouver and it definitely and it happens in Vancouver too. Like the sun <clears throat> doesn't set all the way. Mm. So like like so like the sun like goes down, but like you can still see like streaks. Like, it's always, like, it's, like, it's never nighttime. Yeah. It was dusk. Oh. And it was really cool. So, that like. sounds cool. I mean, like, uh, the people in the program and, like, the people who facilitated probably, I just probably sucks for them to hear. But, like, there, were, there would be nights where me and my friends, we would just stay up all night. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just so nice outside. And mm. I was I was the uh, American boy. Shout out to Estelle. Um and people were like, people were like interested to talk to me because I come from mm, a different place. Yeah. Um, let alone being up there being being black and being in uh, Charlevoix. You know what I mean? Those two things are like so it was not your, common. So there wasn't a lot of black people in your area. Oh no! Like so, Montreal like does have like an interesting like black history. Um, there's oh my god, there's like a very very famous. Uh, I want to say I want to say Oscar Peterson. I think is from Montreal. Black man, pianist. Okay. Uh, and so there is like a history of, of blackness, like in like northeastern Canada, specifically Montreal. Especially when you get into like the the Car- the Caribbean, lots of like uh, patois uh, energy going on there. But it, to be like a black American was like mm. not common. But it was like it was it was it was interesting. It's kind of like when I moved to Northwest Arkansas, folks were like, "Oh, whoa! Like I've only ever seen a black person on TV, like straight mm. up." Like they're like, "Okay, so yeah, do you listen to rap music? I need to know." <laughs> or like, like I can't tell you how many times, um, like people have just been so excited to share black culture with a black person. Yeah. And and like it's weird, but like it does come from like a did come from a a, a genuine place, like mm-hmm. uh, like okay, so what was that? That was like twenty fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. So people were still listening to like acid rap, mm-hmm. and uh, twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those were two like touchstones of black culture that folks in Canada were still talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Drake just dropped an album. Then I think maybe Views mm-hmm. just came out. Maybe, oh, I forget. I forget. But they were like, yo, man, like, I don't know. It was really it was really funny. They were, like, really excited to teach me, like, <laughs> Canadian slang. Wow. Which was really interesting. I learned that, like, like, they, what did they say? They was like, hey, they said something like, bro, that's bait. And something that's like a trap, like you don't don't go do that. Like there's there's a setup. Yeah. They're like, bro, don't even do it, bro. That's bait. But it's funny because like anything could be bait. Yeah. You'd be like, bro, don't eat that food, bro. That's bait. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's so or like, bro, don't talk to that girl, bro. <laughs> but that's bait, bro. That's bait. But yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was funny. It was, it, was, it, was, so it was a good time. In your time over there, who 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 do you think was uh, had, had like had more respect, Drake or Justin Bieber? 
Canada. Okay, so because of where I was, right, people, and, and also in that time, this is like 2014, 2015, I think people were more into Drake. Drake. I don't think Justin Bieber, like, broke into, like, I have a college degree age people yet in 2014. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he did, but people are, I feel like, are... Uh... More ashamed to talk about Facts. their... yeah. Because, you know, everybody's yeah. got that one Justin Bieber song they like, but they don't really want to talk about it. Exactly, exactly. But they can talk about Drake because it's cool. Because right? he's cool. But yeah. but is he, though? Like, Drake... <laughs> shout out to Drake. But, like, his dad's from Memphis. Um, oh, okay. But, uh... He's a nerd, bro. Like, he's, like... I'm he's on Degrassi, bro. Like, is he... Like, is Drake cool? Yes. Like, the, 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 the <laughs> lore of Drake is cool. But, like, I don't know if... If Drake is like, if I like met him like in real life, could we kick it? That I don't know. I feel like I could because um, he's, for example, he's a big soccer fan, oh, and I'm a big soccer fan too. Okay, okay. And in that nerdiness, I can probably relate more to the nerdiness. Than heard. heard. So I think in that aspect, that I could. Um, I like Drake. No, no. I mean, like, I got uh, there's like one or two Justin Bieber songs I like too. So. No, shout no, I'm not Justin yelling. Bieber. Shout out Justin Bieber. Shout out Justin Bieber. Uh, shout out to uh, to the Toronto music scene, I guess, in that way. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. I can't really think of, like... I'll be, oh, okay. There was... There's a song uh, that I used to think was Justin Bieber, but it's actually Jesse McCartney. Uh. And I used to get Jesse McCartney, Aaron Carter, and <laughs> Justin Bieber all mixed up. Different eras, man. Aaron, they, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like so, like time. Aaron, Aaron Carter had uh, "Candy," and then the my favorite Aaron Carter song was uh, something like "Shaq." The the song that he did with Shaquille O'Neal. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a music video. You should check it what? out. What was it called? It was called uh, "The Day I Met Shaq." Yeah, that's my favorite. No Aaron. way. That's my favorite. I, I don't know much about Jesse McCartney. I do remember hearing his music on the radio. But Justin Bieber's probably got my favorite Justin Bieber song's probably got to be the one with uh with uh, Sean Kingston. In it uh eeny meeny something? I forgot what it's called. I don't even know. Man, get with it, man. But I'm not <laughs> see that's what, I'm whack, bro. Like I'm over here listening to jazz. You yeah, know what okay. I'm saying? That's okay like, too. Like, it's cool, but it's at the same time it's <laughs> like, bro, have you heard the new da 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 album? I'd be like, "No, bro, I ain't heard it." I still haven't heard the new uh Kendrick Really? Is it Kendrick? Who, it's Kendrick. Who, I still haven't heard. I've heard good stuff about it. Bro. Haven't heard it yet. Here's, you hear it here first. I'm not saying that I'm a Drake hater. No. But I, what I am going to say is that Drake does not make albums. Mm-hmm. Drake makes hits. Drake makes playlists. Mm-hmm. Drake doesn't make albums. Uh, Mr. Morale and Hot Steppers is an album. Like, out of, con- like, I would say even, even listening to, uh, like, J. Cole's last project, or even Drake's last project. If you went song for song, those other things are probably better than yeah. the Kendrick album. Mm-hmm. But if you, but like the Kendrick album only <clears throat> makes sense in its own context. Like you have to think about this song as it relates to the other songs on the album. Mm. Because number one, the picture ain't complete without mm-hmm. it, without the whole picture. Yeah. And then like, and in, in the way he like weaves his narratives, like, uh, like song two relates to song four. Song four is a setup for song one and song eight. Mm. It's it's crazy. Like it's a work. Of, like his albums are works of art in a way that a lot of other rappers, specifically, are not 
they're not investing in the album as the project. They're investing as in individual songs. Okay. okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I got I to gotta check out Kendrick's new album. Bro, it's gold. It's I've gold. heard good stuff about it. I just haven't... Man, people are just busy nowadays. No, you know? for sure. People, it's kind of hard to just, like... Even when you're working, it, I used to be able to just, like, play an album and just listen, through, listen to it throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's been busy. Got to make some phone calls. Got to run some errands. It's kind of hard to just listen to an no, album, friends. you know? But I definitely got to gotta make the effort because I've heard amazing things from it. No, man, it's good. Um, going back to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we kind of took this, this whole spiral after we started talking about Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, but, do that, uh, it'll do that. It'll do that. Going that. back to you, I've... I sometimes see um, of, of like what Patty posts on Instagram that you're just sometimes randomly dancing in some places around the community. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what? Like, why do you think? Why do you feel? Um, which I know it's very like common sense, but why do you feel that music um, and dancing is important for a community to come together? Um, in the way that you use it. Because I feel like you use mm. you use dance to bring people together. I yeah. see you sometimes in, like, the most random places with the most random people, and you're just fully in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're fully into whatever you're performing, and other people are dancing around you mm-hmm. or dancing with you. Um, can you talk about that? Yeah, man. That's actually, like, a big... That's a big part of my practice. I just recently learned that word. <laughs> so, yeah, I think dance is a way... To tap into uh, unspoken intelligences that everyone has. Even if you don't dance, watching someone dance can inspire you to understand yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Slightly. In relationship to yourself and in relationship to your community. Like, for instance, uh, let's say you're at Turbo Park and um, and like they have like a band playing out there. And you see just like two people getting it. Mm-hmm. They're in the zone. You get to go to that zone with them, mm. even if you're not dancing. Mm. And I think the way that we can live through each other while sharing a dance floor, that's, that's something that, that literally words are not built for that. Dance mm. is. Yeah. right. I think also dancing gives us a way to practice really difficult things to our, that are other, practice things that are otherwise difficult. For example, mm. I mean, okay, imagine... Pre-COVID, mm-hmm. you in the club, mm-hmm. you make this your song, right? You make eye contact with someone, and it's yeah. their song too. Y'all just became yeah. best friends. Yeah. For 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 a lifetime, the length of a song, y'all are intimately connected. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that, in my opinion. You can only really do that in a physical way with dance. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say, same situation, your song, you make eye contact with somebody, and it's their song. And you trying to dance, you gonna go over there, you dancing with them, but you see that they not trying to dance with you. Yeah. And so you go back into your own zone. So that's a way to practice things like co- uh, communication, mm. uh, nonverbal communication. You're practicing consent on the dance floor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You're practicing bravery mm. on the dance floor. Maybe, maybe it was brave for you to reach out and then come back. Yeah, yeah. who hasn't been rejected before? You know what I'm saying? But like two, and then, but like it wasn't. Yeah, so like even even in that rejection, you it's a it's a an acceptance of self too, and just because the music is playing, it you are allowed to just practice accepting yourself mm. in a way that's in a softer way that maybe when you get rejected from literally anything else, it's it's a whole you have to keep yourself from breaking down mentally. But on the dance floor, it's fine. Yeah, because it's not like awkward and silent. It's not it's not awkward and silent. It's not life or death. Um, and I think, 
Yeah, I think a community that dances together is a community that can think together. Mm. Is a community that can I just think but think critically. Yeah. Uh, a community that dances together, I think, is a community that's in conversation with itself. I think a community that dances together has the ability to also inspire other communities mm. to, to come together in this in this in, in the specific but intimate way. Mm. Do you do you feel your uh, degree in dance has allowed you to comfortably walk into any dance floor with any music playing and comfortably feel good about yourself dancing? That's a good question. Oh, um, <laughs> that's a real good question. Uh, I don't know so much if it's my degree. Because um, sometimes you're born with it too. Sometimes you know? because like so, I, I've been dancing for for a while, uh, even before I went to school for it. But when you say like any dance floor, I can feel attemptedly comfortable. Mm. Like I can like so like if you put on some some like a nice waltz, a nice waltz or something, I can I feel like I can do, you know, a petite allegro. I can do some ballet mm. and I don't feel completely lost. I, like I know what I'm looking at, mm. even if I can't do it. So like it's like I would say my degree has given me an ability to appreciate or not mm. what I'm seeing in terms of a uh, classical uh, or classic American yeah. dance as well. But in terms of just like going to the club and like understanding <laughs> the music, yeah. I, I don't have that skill. Mm. What I do is I'm looking at the, at the people who are dancing and I'm actively copying them. I would like to see you uh, try to dance, which I think you'll, I think you'll do great at it. Uh, Mexican tribal music. Have you heard of tribal, that? Tribal, no. It's like, it's like tribal Mexican music, and they they play these at like quinceañeras and weddings and and parties, and it's and people will dance in like uh in a line, and there's like specific moves that you do that like the most. There are some of the most popular ones, but they do this a lot at weddings. So I think one day you'll 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 uh fall into it somehow. Her, cool, cool. And it's it's it's. It became really popular, I think, in like two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Like it was the it was the dance to do in in the Mexican community. Really? Yeah, and then do it at weddings and stuff. And it's called in Spanish. It's called tribal. tribal. They don't call they don't say Mexican tribal. It's just tribal. Yeah. You should you should YouTube it like it, because you're gonna stumble upon it one of these days yeah, 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 somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, I need to know just in case. But I think I think you'd I think you'd be uh, I think you'd be able to do it. It's I, not like the electric slide, is it? No, 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 no. It's just kind of like you're dancing while you're while you're walking in a line with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not as complicated as it sounds. Is it like, kind of like what the chinelos do? Uh, maybe, but they, it's like a faster. It's faster. Than oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. You, you've done the, the, um, like the, uh, achy breaky heart in Spanish, have you? You've done that one, right? Brutal, yeah. Yeah. Have you done the fast version, bro? I have, the no. fast version is so tough. Bro, no. I'm just like... I can do achy breaky, like, regular. Like, I'm good at regular, it. Regular, regular, yeah. And I'll add my own spin to it and stuff. Yeah. But when, it, when they do the, the fast one, oh, my God, it's hard. It's and like, it, it goes on for, like, five or six minutes, and it's nonstop. It's cardio. It's cardio. Yeah, brutal. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, I had a tender, when I had a Tinder profile, uh, one, of my, one of my jokes was like, y'all can steal this, too, and, and then everybody will know that y'all got it from me. Well, I used to say, uh, we'll not run for fun on purpose. 
Like I'm not I'm not doing like if you're gonna if like if I'm hanging out with you, the cardio has to be a surprise. That's the only way that gotcha. I'm gonna be able gotcha. to do it. Yeah. Yeah, running for me also is just, Absolutely not. Even on the treadmill is kinda of boring for See, me. See, I've sprinted, but I don't run. Mm. You know what I'm no. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> I bet. Well, one of the things that I also wanted to talk to you about was y'all have an event coming up. Yeah. Can you talk, man. First of all, can you talk about what the event is and if is it open to the public? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So it's called the Live in America Festival. It's happening in Bentonville the first two weeks of June. Uh, the tickets, all the tickets are free, but things are ticketed because of COVID. Mm. Um, but all the tickets are free. You just go on momentary.com, search Live in America Festival. You just sign up, boom, ticket. You just get your tickets there. Okay. Um, so this has been this has been a project that's been going on since like I wanna say like twenty eighteen, maybe twenty seventeen, wow. maybe. Um and the idea is to bring like different ideas of Americana mm-hmm. of what it means to be American um to the middle of the country. I think um, a lot of these, like, uh, like the more expensive, the more richer cities on the coast, that's kind of already immediate. But the Live in America Festival brings, like, a true, like, American diaspora, like, to Northwest Arkansas. And I think it's going to be really, really cool. Okay, and that's going to be June 5th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. and June 11th from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, so those so those dates and times is going to be when the Northwest Arkansas cohort are going to be performing. Okay. But there's going to be performance from, like, the the 3rd uh, to the 12th. Okay, so it's yeah. like, a, like a multi-day festival. Yeah, so we're going to have people... And that's, that's another... That's one of the things that's really cool is that, like, um, there's a lots of different kinds of people coming. There's also a diaspora of Latinidad coming. Okay. So there is uh, a group of people from San Juan, Puerto Rico. They're coming. There's okay. a group of people from Juarez, El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a Latine indigenous group of people uh, coming from Albuquerque. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really, 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 really cool in that way. Similarly, um, one of one of my favorite most one of the things I'm super excited for is uh, there's gonna be a group of people coming from New Orleans. Okay. And they're throwing a house party. Oh, sure. They're doing three parties in one day. I think the I think the shortest party lasts four hours. Wow. It's going to be lit. Like, it's mm. it's going to be fun. And all of this is happening at the momentary. I know Alabama's coming, and they're cooking out. Oh, uh, they have, They're going to be a big old, big old grill. You know what I'm saying? They're cooking. They're playing music. Um I know Las Vegas is coming. I think the first day, and they're trying to they're trying to bring Las Vegas to Northwest Arkansas, <laughs> like the glitter, the the show, the, the the cards. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be very 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 fun. Uh, but that's the thing though. Like it's, it might be uh, a little hot. Mm. So bring some water. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Bring bring some Pedialyte even. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's gonna be a good time though. And people can probably get tickets at the Momentary's website, right? I'm yeah, guessing. yeah, it's going to be right on the, the, they're right there on the website. Uh, and you can also go to liveinamerica.com and learn more about, like, the ideas behind what people are bringing. Because mm. some of these people have been working on projects for years. Some people are bringing a project that they already had built. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be unlike any sort of performance festival you've ever seen. Nice. Uh, in, in terms of, definitely in terms of scale. 
but also in terms of like the different kinds of ideas. That sounds exciting. And once again, what's the name of the festival? So it's the Live in America Festival. You can go to liveinamerica.com to go check it out. Live in America Festival coming to the Momentary the first few days of June. So yeah. make sure you go check that out and also check out Blake, who will be also performing there, right, Blake? Oh, yeah. So there's been a new development in the, in the, in the Northwest Arkansas show, just about just like the way the show's been working. We've been working on it for a little while, and you, you, you just, you might see me. You know, get on stage, do a little dancey dance. <laughs> you just might see it. So, yeah, come on, come on out, come on out. And before we end today's podcast episode, Blake, what's one way that you take care of your mental health? Man, that's a real good question. Um, I surround myself with good people intentionally. I make sure to cook one meal a day, even if it's just eggs. Um, and honestly, like, what I do when, when, when something traumatic happens in the news, I try not to uh, fragment my news feed with joy. Because, mm. like, for me, that, conf- that, that really, I need, for me personally, if I am going to be on the internet when something traumatic happens... I really feel like I need to process that before I start posting. All oh, I saw this funny video because that, that just feels that just confuses me, and I don't know where to mm. land in my body. Um, and then, lastly, believe it or not, bro, I dance. Ugh. Yeah, I be dancing. Um, you know what I mean, like Donna Summer. Hey. Uh, you know Whitney Houston. Basically, like any sort of disco from any continent, any era, that's what's gonna hit for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing that. And once again, make sure you check out uh, the folks at the Live in America. You got it. Um, in, uh, it's going to be at the Momentary the first few days of June. Yes, sir. The and first and few weeks. Uh, talk to Blake if you see him out in the community dancing somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, hey, look, if you see me dancing, that's an invitation to join every time, I swear. There you go. There you go. Well, that's the end of episode 129 of the District 3 podcast. This is Irvin, and we'll see you all next week. Ah.